Hey there, podcast listeners. I have a burning question for you. And the question is, how's those New Year's resolutions going? As always, this information on this podcast is not designed to diagnose, treat or prevent any condition. It's for information purposes only and a platform to share personal experiences. Please seek advice from your healthcare professional before making any changes to your current lifestyle. Stay tuned because the Alpha Babes podcast is about to go live in three, two, one. Welcome to the Alpha Babes podcast. You're here with the Alpha Babes sisters, Hannah and Mia. Hello, hello, hello. It's Monday. And it's our favorite day of the week. Podcast day. So good. So we're going to be talking about that question. And that question was, how are you going um, about your New Year's resolutions? That was, is that Winnie or Murphy in the background? That's Winnie. Shaking her ears. Uh, yeah, as Hannah said, how are you going with your New Year's resolutions? Are they coming to like a screeching halt or are you still trudging on with them? Or are you like, New Year's resolutions, what? What, I did, I, what did I say again? That yeah. was all the way back at January 1. I know, that was ages ago. Yeah. <laughs> I know, there's a lot, There's a, and you know, it's funny because we were just talking about this before we jumped on, the fact like I see it all the time at the gym, like how quiet the gyms are getting. Like January 1, it is like pumping. It's the place to be. It's like a nightclub. Everyone's there, everyone's working out, like, yeah, like super motivated. And now it's April 1. And I went and did my session today. It was 7 a.m. And um, there was no one there. It was just, it's funny because you get a slight drop in temperature and everyone's like no I'm not doing you know I'm not doing my news resolution it's too cold I'm gonna stay in bed um, and I'm just going to eat ice cream and not feel bad about it. (laughs) So I think today our focus is going to be um, predominantly around motivation and we're really going to uh, dive in deep and really discuss what it actually means to have long-term motivation. As we've probably said before in previous podcasts, motivation is just an emotion as well, just like happiness, sadness, anger, blah, blah, blah. Um, And we all can feel motivated at different times and we cannot rely on that solely to be able to complete our goals. So we really want to be focusing on how do we build momentum with our goals and how do we have motivation that's long term yeah how do we make motivation stick because as Hannah just said that feeling just comes and goes and how do we stay on to and stay on track with our goals even when the temperature drops (laughs) and even when there's a really good Netflix series on and you just you know want to stay in front of the tv how do we get to a place where we're like nope I've got to stay on my path of my goal. How do we do that? And we're going to be sharing a few of our little tips about why we actually go to the gym. A lot of the questions that we commonly get asked is, how do you stay so motivated? And I think that that's a really interesting question um, and it's something that we really want to talk about. But I'm going to go into um, some some stats because I'm a nerd. <laughs> um, and I, Hashtag stats. <laughs> I really like reading, but... We are so blessed to be doing what we do. So we currently have an online platform for training and we get to work with clients from all around the world. 
And one of the things that um, we both ask the clients is, you know, why are you doing this? And probably nine times out of 10, we hear, I'm doing this for weight loss. Yeah. I want to lose weight. I want to be a size eight. I want to look like the girl on Instagram. Oh, that's a big one. (laughs) Um, So when I sort of was preparing for this podcast and I was having a look in around motivation and the gym or motivation and the healthy lifestyle, I came across this survey that was conducted in 2015. So it's a little bit a little bit old, but still kind of recent, um, from the Australian Health Survey. Um, and they were working with the National Heart Foundation. And pretty much what they revealed was that half of Australians, like we're talking 45%, between ages 18 to 64 did not participate in the recommended physical activity, which as you know, is probably around 20 to 30 minutes per day. So nearly half of Australians are not at the gym. Yeah, they're not doing the bare minimum requirement that we should be doing every day. Half. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. and scary, hey. And I think one of the interesting things as I read further, it talked about how the study concluded that the lack of physical activity comes down to psychological and environmental factors and as I kept reading I was like oh my gosh this is so true they said that many people do not engage in physical activity due to lack of confidence and perceived competence required boom boom (laughs) and that just alerted Hannah and I straight away to all of our clients or you know even my clients at the gym how often you hear the the phrase of oh you know I'm, I'm too scared to go into the gym because I'm not confident like I'm not confident to go up to the squat rack and load my free weights on because you know I just I don't know what weight to choose what if people look at me and it just comes down to the fact that they're insecure insecure and just not confident to be there and hmm. it's just that's crazy that there's all the statistics to back that up as well And it's interesting around confidence because confidence means certainty. So if you're not certain about what you're doing, you're not going to exude confidence, are you? Absolutely no. Um, I just found that really interesting. I also found that the perceived competence required. And what I mean by that is there will be certain people that I've worked with in the past who have been athletes or they're, you know, in their 20s and, you know, they're running 10K and it's like a piece of cake. Uh, and then they've, you know, had a few babies and then they're coming back to their fitness journey and they're like, right, I need to run 10K because that's what I've done in my 20s. And I'm like, is your body like completely different from all those years ago? And they're like, uh, yeah. And I think that their mindset is, well, no, I need to be that. And I know from my own personal experiences from even um, in the CrossFit world when I was right in, right in deep, I was like um, just obsessed with numbers and wanting to be strong and wanting to beat my times and all of those things. Now that I've stepped out, I'm constantly having to give myself a reality check that goes, well, hang on a minute, Hannah, you're not doing CrossFit anymore. You don't need to necessarily hit that number every time. Go with your heavy for that day. And I've had to do a lot more self-talk around that because I know what I used to be able to do, but that doesn't mean that it's right for me right now. Mm. And so that all comes into play with, you know, as Hannah was saying, 
we hear that a lot and I hear that with clients that walk in and goes, oh yeah, I used to be able to do this uh, and really find it hard when they can't do what they used to and then that goes plays into them not feeling confident which then leads them to not go to the gym which just then starts – Which you know, then leads them to the 45% of Australians <laughs> yeah, who are not doing anything. And now a statistic. So it's, um, it's crazy how much body confidence and um, – you know, just that expectation that we put on ourselves, how much that comes into play when we're at the gym. One of the other factors that they said in the study was around social factors and also environmental. So they said that if you didn't have that support of a family uh, or, you know, loved one, that that made your journey 10 times harder, which we all know you become like the people you hang around, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but environmental, I thought this was really interesting because I haven't really thought about it. Um, but they said that a lot of people who didn't participate in physical activity didn't do so because of fear around crime-related issues in their area. So they didn't want to access footpaths or they didn't want to go down to a local place because they were scared. And I was like, wow, is that really Australia? Like, we live in such a safe, safe place. I mean, I know that there are lots of other countries who, you know, constantly live in fear of, you know, being hijacked in their car or robbed or those things. But in Australia, we don't. However, I mean, I'm just being flawed. I don't watch the news for a reason, but the times that I've just happened to hear the radio and and you hear about all those horrible things that are happening to females as they're walking home, um, you just think, oh my God, that would make you feel a bit scared. Um, One of the other things that I thought was interesting and, and we, I really want to touch on this because we predominantly work with females. And what this study said was that out of all of the participants who did this study, 44% of the females selected that they engaged in physical activity because they wanted to lose weight compared to only 31% of men. And I was just like, wow. Mm. Losing weight for females is a big driver to, to get into the gym. And then that like snowballs because you're like, okay, well, you want to lose weight. Why do you want to lose weight? Oh, because, you know, I want people to accept me or because I want to have more confidence because they feel that if they were to be a certain size, that that all of a sudden brings confidence. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, just hear it now from a personal trainer who deals with all body shapes and sizes, even if you are a size eight or a six, it does not mean that you are going to be confident. The amount of girls I have who still struggle with body confidence, even though they are the smallest size you can get. Um, They still look in the mirror and not like what they see. Uh, Or they still say, I'm not body confident. And so just know that a certain size does not bring confidence. And that's why Mia and I predominantly work from the inside out. That's right. So we work really with the girls in around their mindset and how they perceive themselves and, and really break down those maybe those expectations that they have put on themselves um, and allow them to be able to see themselves as they are and know that that is good enough and that that is amazing. And that is a journey in itself. Um and it's not something that you can click your fingers and just do. And it's not something that you can just say, oh, I'm going to have body confidence today. Oh, no. <laughs> I wish it was that easy, but it's really not. It's really not. I know, I know. And um, this gets me into my gripe of um, 
Uh, society. Oh, know. the society's <laughs> going to plug. Let's go for it. I always like it's society's fault. I sound like I'm the person that says it's the government. It's a conspiracy. <laughs> but no, like it's it's again we're reminded of that all the time of what um, the expectation is uh, when we go on social media and what we what we think we should like uh, should look like. Sorry, and um, and then you know when you get to the gym, that's like the image that you have in your mind. You're like, oh, I need to look like that because that's all I see all the time. So that must be the definition of what beauty is. And that must be the definition of what body confidence looks like. And it's just bullshit, really. And I'm going to go on a tangent because <laughs> that's what I do. And here's the reason why. I like that you intro that I'm you're going to be on um, a tangent. Yeah, we're it's very courteous of you. Hold my hand as we go down on our tangent. Um, <laughs> so this is what I find really interesting because Mia, Mia – said, you know, you go on Instagram and you're like, right, that's what I need to do, blah, blah, blah. I really feel that the reason why this whole society thing and Instagram thing has has got as big as it's got is because people have shut their minds off to dream for themselves. And what I mean by that is it requires time to close your eyes and think about what is it that I actually want to create for me What do I want to do? What do I want my body to look like? Who do I want to be in this world? It's that dreaming state. And I can tell you right now, being uh, an ex-school teacher, we didn't teach our kids how to dream. So when you become an adult and you are faced with all these gigantic questions of what am I going to do with my life? You know, what do I want my body to look like? All of that, um, you, you just your mind is shut down. You just, you don't even think that. So you go and jump and you're looking to somebody else or something else and go, I want that. Now, do you really want that? Or you just think that you want that? And I think that that's a really, that's a whole nother topic when Mm. we talk about dreams. But But this, but that particular point will come into the tips that we're going to share later on, on, you know, how we, how we need to stay in touch with our why and why we actually doing this, not why, you know, society is saying what we need to be and what we need to look like, but why we want to be a certain way and why we need to stay in touch with with our dreams and our goals and all of that. And they'll always change. So it is important that you know that you may have had had a dream and you achieved it or you might get halfway through and you're like, this isn't what I want anymore. That's okay too. One of the things that we're, I'm gonna we're gonna say a little question here or statement I should say, and then Mia's found some other research on this that we're gonna share with you. But going to the gym to just lose weight is not enough. No, going to the gym to lose weight is a bad way to lose weight. Ha! <laughs> How ironic <laughs> it is, though. Like if you walk into the gym and you're like, "I need, to, I'm here to lose weight." That is one of the worst ways you can start your weight loss journey, and that sounds weird, but you know, it, it's just so, hang with us here. Just, <laughs> just tune in, um, but you know. To, to start your, your journey like that is just automatically starts your, your journey off with an expectation of what you should look like and what you should be. And it, it that can't be your driving force because that driving force will die and it will – uh, it will, well, it will repeat the cycle of failure if you don't get there. Well, that and also it's it's it, you can lose motivation that way because if it's not coming, if your goal is not coming within you 
and it's coming from an outside source. Or it, an Instagram photo. Or an Instagram photo. Um, it, that's not going to be what gets you up at 4am to go to the gym to your spin class. You know, that will soon taper off and lose its impact pretty damn quick because it hasn't come from you, from within, from your true self. And we're just going to read this thing on motivation now, or me is going to share that, but I think this might help kind of um, get you to think about what actually motivates you because when you define it into these two separate areas, it, it really does help and it might help you go, you know what, weight loss alone is, is, is not enough to get me there. So I really want you to keep that in the back of your mind. If it is your goal to lose weight, I want you to think deeper, Okay. And before I start, like I'm going to abbreviate this word, but Hannah, what does PMA mean? (laughs) Positive mental attitude. And I've been sharing a few little tips um, on Instagram about how to get more positive mental attitude. And I've shared some on self-talk. I've also shared some on the environment. uh, And this is the next part that we're going to share. Yeah. So PMA or positive mental Attitude. Attitude, that's right. Thrives thrives on enthusiasm and enthusiasm comes from motivation. So motivation comes from incentive, either the fear of pain or the promise of pleasure. Incentive produces action to move yourself away from the pain and towards pleasure. If the pain or pleasure are great enough, you will act with determination. I love that. So we're going to break that down. So first and foremost, you are most people will do something when they are in pain, correct? So you put your hand on a stove that's hot, you, it's got pain, correcto, unless you've got like rubber hands or <laughs> <laughs> steel hands, I don't know. Um, you, you'll move it away, you'll, it, and which is an action, correct? So most of us are motivated by pain whether it's a physical pain, whether it's an emotional pain. Uh, However, some of us are also motivated by pleasure as well, like an incentive that if I do this, I get the lolly, (laughs) right? I'm motivated by lollies, people. I do that to Ryder all the time. (laughs) If you do this, you get an ice cream. (laughs) That kid eats a lot of ice cream. He's such a good boy. Um, So when you think about your goal and you think about, okay, where's my pain point? Why am I doing this? What actually keeps me up at night? What am I thinking about constantly? Because most of the time, it's not going to be, I want to be 70 kilos. That's my goal, which is what I hear a lot of people write their goals down to be. There's no pain point in that. We've got to articulate the pain point of why. Now, remember, when it's cold and it's winter, that number on the scale means nothing. Zero. Zero. But the pain of why you want to maybe get there will be what rolls you out of your bed. Mm-hmm. And that's what I really want you to start to think about is is where is your pain in this whole thing? Because if you know where your pain is, and it could be as simple as I am so sick and tired of not liking what I see in the mirror because all I do is I berate myself and then I'm the world's worst partner and then I yell at my kids and I don't like who I am. It doesn't have anything to do with being 70 kilos or whatever it is the weight Mm. that you put on it or about the look that you want to achieve that the Instagram post had up. It has to, you've got to that point where you're like, oh my God, I am an ogre. (laughs) 
<laughs> I am an ogre. A hairy, fat ogre, right? Why do we have to be hairy and fat? Because that's painful. <laughs> no. Um, but you, when you dive down a bit deeper, you'll, you'll find your real reason, you'll find your why. Yeah, which is your why is your motivation. That's what that is. It you really is. You find your motivation when you find your why and your why is your pain point. So I think we're going to give away one of our first tips. And our first tips is... Know your why. <laughs> know your why. Okay, it's not rocket no. science here, but pretty much knowing your why. So why are you doing this? Are you doing your weight loss journey or your health journey because you want to improve your mood or you want to feel you want to feel strong? Yeah, or you want to improve your mental health? Yeah. Or you want to be a better mum? Yeah. Or you just want to look at yourself and have some positive words or emotions that come out when you see yourself mm. yeah which is a real big one for girls um so that's our first tip is you've got to know your why yeah. so when you yeah. pair it all back and you're you've got to the point where you're like i got to do something about my health why what's my pain point why am i doing all of yeah. this your why has to have some substance to it it's got to be weighty it's got to feel heavy and i think that's what we mean by your pain point like it can't like we said it can't just be well i want to fit into some short shorts and i want to wear a tank top in summer like that's not substantial enough it's got to be that as hannah was saying you you got to be have a why when when going gets tough and, and things are hard, that, that you're going to be able to connect back to that. And no matter what the circumstance, you're going to get your ass up and do what needs to be done. And I think now is probably story time. Yeah. yeah. Here we back. go, another introduction story into time. I'm going to tell you why I do my exercise. What's my why behind why I do? Now, um, I'm going to be honest with you and tell you that Mia and I both grew up in a home where everyone was always on a diet. There was yeah. like... My earliest memory of mum, here's mum. Yeah, oh, mum come in again. mum. <laughs> is her being on the scales and and how many of you out there can think about their mum and it was always about um you know them being on the scales and so dictated by that number in everything they did and what they ate in 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 everything it was always about that number on the scale and you know my parents they tried the Atkins diet they did grape and water diet they did dad did a diet where he just was it grape juice just drank nothing but no tomato juice tomato juice yeah oh, yeah he, and it was weird um but what I'm saying <laughs> is that our environment was extreme so when I grew up um I knew that I had to look a certain way look a certain way so I had to you know I was very self-conscious as you would have heard um us talk about on body confidence issue but I was going to the PCYC in my local area and running on a treadmill and I hate running. I will make that very clear and has been consistent my whole life. If it's over 100 metres, oh my God, I hate it. Um, But I was just going to look a certain way. Uh, I was inconsistent and I, I didn't have it. So as I went about my journey, I met my partner, he got me into the gym Prior to that, I was probably terrified to lift any sort of weights. I didn't know what to do. I went around the outskirts of the gym, um, but my partner taught me how to lift weight. I genetically was really strong. He was amazed by that. 
uh, I think I put on so much muscle within the first two months of us being together that I was exploding out of my T-shirts like Popeye. <laughs> and he, <laughs> he was like, whoa, you're so strong. And then I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm Popeye. What am I – where – what is going on? And I was like having those big fatty protein shakes as well. So I was yeah. just sucking back some masa- – is it Masashi? Oh, yes. 30 plus or whatever it was, just sucking it back it and like just 38 grams of protein. Just blowing up my arms. Anyway, um, it wasn't until I got to CrossFit uh, where I actually exercise turned for me. It wasn't really about how I looked anymore. And I know I've shared a little bit about that. But for me, what my why was, was I wanted to prove to myself how strong I was. Now, what was my pain point? My pain point was, was that I hadn't felt strong in my life. I had felt constantly taken advantage of. I had felt constantly controlled. I had felt like I didn't have a voice, that I had people, um, you know, not see me in, in in a positive light, that I was just you know, the wimpy little child over there that, you know, didn't know, um, you know, how to get out. And so when I, when I got to CrossFit and I realized that I was strong, that I could lift and I could do all these things. And even though I was presented with tasks that scared me and I'm still scared of workouts today. Yes, that is a very scary thing. And it's a real thing, actually. I love it. Because what it actually does is it feeds my mind to say that no matter what, no matter what hard circumstance comes up in my life, I can do it. I can face it. I can feel the pain and move through it because I am capable, because I am strong, because I am fit, because I believe that anything is possible. Now, as you can hear me say those things, they're the things I would say as I work out and continue to say today to this day when things get challenging. So my why really became about proving to myself that I was strong. And then as my journey got and I really got that belief, my why changed again. And I think it's really important to bring that point up because your why will change. It's not something that stays for life. When I um, got into my job and I was doing a lot of heavy work within my job uh, emotionally, my, my motivation to go to the gym had everything to do with giving myself um, a a better mood for the day. Um, I really became addicted to endorphins. Um, And I I was like, um, I will admit it, I was a drug addict to my endorphins from (laughs) exercise. Endorphin junkie. And I knew that if I didn't go and work out, that um, my day was going to be really hard. And that became my motivation. Now, it will change all the time, but that's just insight to my why. Mia, what about for you? Uh, my why has d- done a journey for sure. Um, I, as Hannah said, we came from a pretty uh, rough upbringing and, and my initial why to start at the gym was from that point of I need to look good because that's from the environment we came. Um, you know, it was always about image. Um, as a kid growing up, my Im- image was always really highlighted to me because that was pretty much what my dad always used to say was he's Texan by the way so intro on the accent but he would always be like this is my blue-eyed blonde like there was never this is Mia whatever it was just me as blue-eyed blonde hair so my whole identity was built on my image so naturally when I went to the gym it was all about I had to look good so 
I would train and just and that was just always my motivation. I was always chasing an image that I didn't really know what it even looked like, but I knew that I had to work harder. I knew that um, if I didn't go to the gym, that there would be a consequence and that consequence would be I wouldn't look good. So therefore my value of myself would be crap. Anyway, so what, So that was my story. That was what I. That was my why for a really, really long time, uh, and I didn't really like going to the gym. I didn't like it. If it was a chore, um, I didn't enjoy it. And then I became a mum, and then it changed. So once I became a mum to my beautiful little boy Ryder, my why then started to be that I need, I I started to tune into the type of person I was when I did train. Um, and when I actually got to the gym and was in my workout, like after I dragged my feet there, I, and I got into the workout, I found it, it made me feel really good. Like I felt, as Hannah said, I felt strong. I felt, um, empowered when I was there and, and it just it, it made my mood just 10 times better so I noticed that when I got home I was in a better mood and I was happier and I would smile more so my motivation to work out now is writer in the fact that I know that if I don't work out I am I'm crap. I am crap when I get home. I'm in a mood. I'm snappy. I snap at Ryder. I, um, you know, I'm just, I'm not that enjoyable to be around. But when I train, I know that I get those endorphin hits so that when I get home, I am a better mum. I am more lenient. I want well, lenient. I'm more patient. I'm, uh, I, I just, I just feel better about myself in which then I can treat the people around me better. So the byproduct of our whys will be that our our physical representation will look a certain way, but it's not our first primary goal. So I don't go to the gym to build muscle or to look a certain way. My why of all those things that I just shared, my the byproduct of my why is my physical appearance. Mm. So it's kind of backwards to yeah. – to, and it's, uh, it's really what I think it needs to be yeah. about. Your physical appearance should be, the, as Hannah said, the byproduct – byproduct, sorry. It should be the um, – The gift. The gift and the, um, the thing that happens from initially getting there. So, yeah, as Hannah said, you go there to feel strong. You go there for stress management. I go to the gym to be a better mum to to just be a decent human <laughs> uh, and I can vouch that when Mia doesn't go to the gym watch out stay oh. steer clear away from that <laughs> um no but as you can see that's our why so our next tip that we kind of really want to share with you is once you know your why so once you've got your pain point okay and your pain point remember is what makes you feel sad okay just to clarify that, just in case you didn't know, um, is once you know your pain point, you've got to have a goal, okay? And the most important thing is, is and this is how we opened our podcast, is what's your New Year's resolutions? Because we all make goals at that Absolutely. time. Yeah. Um, I remember at the start of this year, I did a YouTube clip on Reflect, Reset, Go, and I was talking about, you know, um, about reviewing your goals so that you can set new ones. Now, I gave away a free uh, ebook in that, and oh, we had so many downloads in January, and it's like no downloads in February <laughs> or March <laughs> or, or April. April. <laughs> yeah, it's a crickets because that's it. It's just, yeah, as you said at the start of the podcast, your motivation just is 
skyrockets in January and then comes to a screeching halt. And the whole purpose of this is we want long-term motivation. So to set a goal in January and not review it again till the following January uh, is not going to get you long-term motivation. It's going to uh, just continue to build that story that you fail. You fail at this whole fitness thing because here it is January and I've done nothing. So really our second tip is once you've got your goal – You've got to be able to review that. And I would go uh, as much to say weekly. Okay, so once you've got your big overarching goal, it's about pairing that back. So you might say that your goal, okay, is to um, to be a better mum because you don't like how you are um, and it's because of the habits that you've created in your life which have been, you know, eating poorly, not moving your body, um, you know, drinking too much, all those sorts of things. And then you're like, that. I don't like who I am, right? So then your goal could be, I'm going to adopt a healthy habit every single week. So my first goal is going to be to clean up my eating. That's it. Nothing else. Yep. We're not asking you to do anything else. So then you go about that and you set that as your goal and you're like, today. So once you've got your weekly goal today, I'm you break it down into daily goals. What am I going to do today to get to my weekly goal? And it's as simple as that. Yeah, because I think people feel overwhelmed when they, at January 1st, going, well, I want to lose 20 kilos in the next three months or whatever. And you get overwhelmed with just your initial goal. And And the how. And the how. And you're like, oh, crap. Well, great. That's my goal. How the hell am I going to get there? But as Hannah said, if you break break it up into weekly goal and what are you going to do every week to strive towards that big goal and then even furthermore, as Hannah said, break it into daily goals, it becomes more manageable for sure. And because I think people – Takes the overwhelm out. Yeah, people lose motivation. I love that phrase. I'm just – I've lost motivation Um, because they, I think, sometimes get really overwhelmed with the initial goal to start with. And they probably haven't reviewed their goal as well or their why or their why was never established properly. So once you say your first goal was to introduce healthy habits through eating, once you get to the end of the week, our third tip is celebrate your wins. Now, this is really simple stuff, but it's simple stuff that people don't do. Yeah. Was common sense is not so common. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So you get to the end of the week and let's just say that you have 80% of the time eaten um, all the right things. You've, you know, really got rid of a lot of that unhealthy stuff. You need to celebrate that. We're not telling you to get to 100%. Okay, because we're not striving for perfection because that opens up a whole uh, can of worms. (laughs) Um, You don't want that. You want to be able to hit something. You want it to be achievable because your brain thrives off progress. So if you can see that you're doing something, it's like, oh, it's not that scary. Yeah, and I think you also thrive off praise as well. Like I think about Ryder, like um, I think that he, when I acknowledge him and praise him for the great work he's doing – it is he you can see he gets like real chuffed with himself he gets a kick out of that because you're giving praise and it's a motivation to keep wanting to do that so you've got to remember to praise yourself celebrate your wins um, and remind yourself that you're doing a great job and how great is it that I ate great 
80% of the time this week and I only had one donut this week instead of six. How great is that? Like, And can I add on to that as well? If you can celebrate with your words, but if you can also celebrate with your body. And what I mean by that is do a happy dance. <laughs> I mean, yes. as ugly, uglier the better. But just what I mean is you're, you're, we operate our world so much through our bodies. And so when we have an emotion of feeling proud about how we are, feel that in your body, move mm. it around, put, put the some music, music on. on. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Did we just... We Copy just, the same words and then the did. same sound effect straight after. Yeah, we are sisters. It's <laughs> definitely evident. Um, but feel it in your body. It, you know, when Mia and I push play on the intro of our podcast, we are both dancing every single time mm. because we love this. And what we're choosing to do is not just say it, but we're feeling it in our body as well. And that changes everything. It just it just enhances that whole feeling even more. So if you're happy, you're like, yeah, cool, I'm happy. Put some happy music on, you're 10 times happier. Absolutely. So if you get to the end of the week and 80% of the time you have ate what you said you were going to eat, then you might go, okay, well, the next thing I'm going to do is I I think I can do hit, you know, 5,000 steps per day. That's going to be my goal, right? Now, let's just say for that next week, you got 2,000 steps and you didn't achieve it. That's not a chance to beat yourself up. Okay, but it's another chance for you to go back, review your goal. Okay, my goal was 5,000. I got to 2,000 on average every single day. Well, my next target that I'm going to be, that I'm going to hit is going to be 4,000 steps a day. It doesn't mean you're a failure. It just means you're adjusting your goal. That's again, going back to tip number two, reviewing your goal. Always, 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 always. You've got to be able to see it and you've got to be able to know what it is that you're working towards. And if we go back and we look at the brain, your RAS, your reticular activating system is looking it's looking for the things that you're focusing on. So if you're not focusing on your goal and the direction that you want to go in, it, you know, it's processing like the other 59,999 thoughts that you have in the day. Interesting you said that though, like what you focus on. And I think that can... Uh, it's just a cool another thing just randomly thinking of but uh, just kind of clicked in my head if you are f- if you for tip number three focus on what you can celebrate about what you did well in your next week you're going to be looking for the things you can celebrate you're going to want to find reasons to to be motivated to to hit your 5,000 steps and it just goes back into that earlier um uh, study that we looked into on the positive mental attitude attitude why do I keep saying attributions but no po- positive mental attitude you're going to want to look for those things so it enhances that tip number three even more so which drives the determination to get towards your goal so you've always got to be thankful you've always got to find those things it's about training your mind to look at that so your brain doesn't know the difference between something that's positive and negative, but consciously you know that. You know how you want to feel. So if you are choosing to focus on the wins instead of the perceived failures, I don't believe that there are any perceived failures. I see failure as feedback. What can I learn from this mm. and how can I move forward? Um, and when I work with girls, I'm like, oh, I've failed. I'm like, no, you haven't. Mm. Let's look at what you've actually learned from this experience because learning is key. Learning is key 
to creating the change in your life. And just on that, like I've got quite a few PT clients um, who have said to me, you know, I've just, you know, I, I wanted to come to the gym five days and I only came twice and I'm just, you know, I'm so crap. I feel like I've failed and all of that. And I constantly remind them, you know what, that, that I'm actually motivated by them. And they often, you know, like this bewildered look on their face, like, what are you talking about? Motivated by me? How are you motivated by me? But it's the, the fact that, you know, I am so um, in awe of those that will still, despite um, get, o- get up out of their bed, um, despite how they're feeling, despite focusing on sometimes the negative things and not the positive things and get up and do the workout and go to the gym and do what's required of them to get to their goal. Like I'm in constant awe of that, that they have chosen to not be that statistic, that they have chosen to go after what they really want. Um, so I don't, you, that you, kind of just went off. She tangented. Yeah, I did. But she didn't left. intro it, so you <laughs> need to get better at that. Um, but like, <laughs> I am. I'm when I see somebody in the gym who is struggling, or that you know, like <laughs> my partner says this, so I'm gonna put it in there. Like blowing a fufa. When they're blowing a fufa, what the hell is blowing a fufa? It's your bum hole. Um, oh when you're God, blowing your bum hole <laughs> means they're working really hard. Why are we talking about? This? When I see somebody who's really working hard at the gym, it doesn't matter what size they are, whether they're a bigger person or whether they're a ripped person. I am so inspired by that. Mm. I'm so inspired because they are doing something. Mm. You know, it's not just the people that look good no. that inspire me or what we think looks good. I'm often inspired by our clients at the fact that, you know, our clients that may have for the longest time gone, oh, yeah, the Alpha Babes program, I really want to do the Alpha Babes program and, and put it off, put it off, put it off. But all of a sudden something clicks and they go, no, I have to do it. I have to, you know, go after my goal, I need to be healthy, da, 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 da. And I just say, I'm so inspired by that because you had, could have had the choice to just continue to sit behind your phone screen and go, I wish I had that and do nothing about it. But instead you've, you know, got, you got your ass up and you're going after it. And I'm inspired by that. Absolutely. Anyway, so we're rambling now. Review, but- reviewing our tips is just know your why Know that your why is always motivated by either pain, avoidance Mm -hmm. of pain or working towards uh, incentive of pleasure. Um, Review your goals weekly. Really know what that is and break it down. Don't take the overwhelm out of all of it and focus on what you can do, can do. Uh, And then celebrate your wins. Always acknowledge yourself. Feel it in your body. Put the happy music on. Do the ugly dance. We all know we've got it in us. And and just know that all of those things will build long-term motivation. Yeah. So when you pair back and you look at all these highly motivated people who have had great success, success leaves clues and these are the clues, the tips that we've just shared with you. They really, It's really that simple. Mm-hmm. And it's just about getting consistent. That's right. Good. And That's on that good. note... <laughs> We're done. <laughs> no, but this, there's How awesome. do you end these things I anyway? Don't know. I don't know. We're still obviously trying to suss it out. But I think that's a really good chat um, and uh, some perfect take-home tips on how to keep that momentum happening, keep that motivation going. Uh, and if all you get out of this is just tip number one and find your why, I think that you will see the biggest difference within your training, within your diet, within just – what motivates you in general, um, finding and connecting to your why is the biggest take-home message of them all. 
Absolutely. And we'll leave it on that. (laughs) Until next time. That's how you do a sign-off. Okay, peace. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.